Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. If you like music and you like podcasts and you like to laugh and you like to learn, you need to immediately subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Each week on the One Hit Thunder podcast, we dive deep into the story and back catalog of a one hit wonder band or artist. From there, we have a good healthy discussion as to whether they brought the one hit thunder or were nothing more than a one hit wonder. We have a huge back catalog and we've done episodes on everything from Don't Worry, Be Happy and the Macarena to King of Wishful Thinking and Cumbersome. I promise you're going to love the show more than Jaquan loved getting tipsy and even more than Bobby Boris Pickett loved making alternate versions of the Monster Match. Subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week we are got that 10-year rule in full effect as we're talking about 2012's Grabbers as picked by Scott on what I imagine is a bit of a whim. It wasn't a whim. I had this plan for quite a while. <laughs> I just wanted to talk in a fucking Irish accent so bad. Dude, it's not bad. It's not bad. Thanks, I'm married to an Irish Better woman. Better than the accents that we heard in Loch Ness Horror. So they should was... have called me up in 1980. It would have been much better. <laughs> I sat down and I watched this movie a week ago, which I never do. I'm usually a day before kind of guy, but there was there was a little bit of a scheduling issue. So I'm looking at the notes. It was my fault. Oh, no, I'm not going to call out anybody. <laughs> I'm being transparent here. Yeah. Transparent. Uh, and I looked at the notes and I realized <clears throat> I don't remember a fucking thing about this movie. Really? <laughs> like, as, as I read my notes, I remembered a few things about this movie. Uh -huh. But I... So... My memory of this movie is, thanks to Scott, I remember that it had some really strong accents in there, mm -hmm. and that it involved some type of like octopus-type creatures attacking a small town, and that alcohol is somehow the solution. That's as far as I got on on my memories of this, beyond like a few little 
but like one of my notes, I have maybe six notes, and one of them is just calling out that they watch the public domain Night of the Living every Dead every time, scene. every goddamn time. So not a very useful note for remembering what this what happens <laughs> in this movie. That's actually a worse note. It could open up the door to about ten other movies that <laughs> might be confusing. You know. But so Scott, why did you go with Grabbers on this? Was it really just for the accent? Because he hardly knows her. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I literally picked this because I knew that it was finally 10 years old and I was waiting for some aquatic horror. I'd never seen it before, but I knew mm-hmm. that it was Irish. I knew that it was sea monsters. Uh, well, they are alien sea monsters for mm-hmm. those who have not seen the film. Um, and I knew that they had to get drunk to not get eaten by the grabbers. That was enough for me. And I'm going to tell you guys. I, I, I'm having a little bit of morning after memory, if you will, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. because also we're almost at 400 episodes at this point. Um, and if you take into account Patreon and, and bonus episodes, we are way beyond 400 episodes. So um, mm-hmm. I can't remember all of the episodes that I have picked um, something without watching at least a little bit of it. Uh, this is arguably uh, very arguably the most entertaining that i had to make myself take notes on because uh of ones that i've picked uh because i was just like engrossed it was it wasn't a lot of stuff to make jokes about um yeah i just thought that it was an entertaining little film and and yeah i really want people to watch it that so if 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 it boils down to why should you watch grubbers Beyond the fact that you're going to have to listen to me use this fucking accent all night, it's because it's just a fun movie that didn't really get a whole lot of traction. Like, it's not on any streaming service for free. It should be on Shudder because it's perfect. This is Shudder exclusive. Like, like this is mm-hmm. as good as any Shudder exclusive. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. If not better. Like, it's it's... I definitely... You know, it's funny, the same page that I have my grabber's notes on, it also has my mosquito notes on it. And I and, and looking at that Both I starting can, out the same way. Well well, well I also picked but, this because Loch Ness Horror was recently and up from the yeah. depths. So there's a reason mm-hmm. to there's a method to my madness. Yeah. It's just a quarter. Yeah. yeah, there's this element of like I, I think I would watch Mosquito again sooner than I would watch Grabbers again. But yeah, they're yeah. both like equally inoffensive perfectly fine like i would say three out of five star movies right like they're just we, like we should have watched this movie in a group i think that that would have been more fun mosquito is mm-hmm. just like a little bit more bombastic this takes itself a little bit more seriously i think it's also because there's a, a what 20 year gap between them being made yeah. and yeah things were just a little bit different in in america in 1992 or whatever when when Mosquito is being made. So I don't know. Like, I, I think that this movie for being a 2012 film, mm-hmm. I think that it it is funnier than we're giving it credit because if you can remember back a decade, there wasn't a whole lot of fun foreign film being made. A lot of it was, I mean, th- yeah. and we're really in a kind of like the dead zone of comedic horror that's not over the top horror comedy still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if we'll ever get back to it because... Uh, for better or for worse, and I would say for worse, the vast majority of horror is just so fucking dour now. I just want, yeah. I mean, this is, this movie, I wouldn't consider this movie by American standards to be a horror comedy, but it is labeled on Amazon as a horror mm-hmm. comedy. I think that yeah. for like Irish audiences, it's horror comedy. I mean, like, the, the and its guts 
are comedic. Yeah. But it's not like the beats aren't, they don't really hit like Tucker and Dale or I don't even, I like even Freaky. Like Freaky came out, yeah. what, two years ago? Yeah. No, it's it's an interesting, so, but I think that there's like these moments that, um, I mean, a movie that I'm going to definitely compare it to a couple times and please don't take this as you can <laughs> take it as a double feature but i feel like you have to compare this movie to something like a Shaun of the dead mm-hmm. where it hits yeah, a lot right. of those similar beats but i think the part that i the one part where i kind of checked out because it was almost too dumb for me but i give more forgiveness to Shaun of the dead is the aspect of like oh we ha- we have to be drunk in order to like fulfill this plot and like the drunk acting is is almost like too over the top mm-hmm. at at that yeah. point versus yeah. like Shaun of the Dead like I like the idea that like Shaun of the Dead it's like these guys are such alcoholics that being drunk has <laughs> zero effect on yeah. them and they're probably more effective at killing zombies if they're yeah. drunk out of their gourd than if they were stone sober because they have like no you know worries or cares drunk characters are so hard to like that's yeah, a moving right. target. I feel sure. like yeah. it's it's so it like because I don't know. It's like because you want to act as if you don't think that you're drunk because that's how a drunk person would act. <laughs> it's yeah. like, but but I don't know. Maybe it's a cultural thing too because they just talk about how drunk they are all the time. So it's <laughs> like they they are also actors playing drunk who know that they're drunk at the pub. <laughs> so it's yeah, like well, I, that, I, it is I hard know. to get into that. I, I I like this line of reasoning from both of you guys because I absolutely agree. But I want to say that while the Irish cultural concept of drinking is very deeply ingrained from like an outsider's perspective, I wonder mm-hmm. if they kind of tread a little bit lighter on it here because yeah. they did they knew this was going to be an export movie and they didn't want it to be like oh we're all fucking luscious you know like yeah. they didn't want to really play into the stereotype that foreigners may have about the emerald isle and mm-hmm. so i think that that's one aspect of it but the other aspect and i want to give props to the fact i mean there's also the fact that they literally grab everybody from church and t- from a Catholic mass and take them to the bar to get drunk yeah. so that they don't get eaten by space aliens, which I think really works better on paper. And I do want to say that the very end of the second act, beginning of the third act drags like fuck in this movie. And I definitely yeah. fast forward a little bit because it was the same thing that happens in zombie movies when they're like, oh, got to have a last stand. And they're like, you know, trying to figure out a plan. That shit is boring. So like I did fast forward about 10 minutes you know like skipping every 30 mm-hmm. seconds to to kind of get to more action that's just me being completely transparent but yeah i what i, I, I do want to give one quick shout out to a drunk actor in this it's lisa so for the uninitiated this movie's concept is that the more or less sheriff like the head policeman on this island in ireland is going on a holiday for two weeks and so he gets some woman from the mainland i believe to come and be his stand-in she's irish hillary swank yes yes uh (laughs) more or less uh and so she is uh very straight-laced and has never been drunk and then her partner is the second in command on the island who is a consummate drunk and the the whole point is, is that they figure out that these space aliens that are in the water that look like you know octopuses with 
teeth are trying to suck your blood. So this is really mosquito in the water in Ireland. Um, I did not realize that when I picked them in succession, but I love it and I stand behind it. Um, what is he going to pick next? I, there's literally nothing else in, except like a vampire movie that we could go to next from here. There's no other jumping off point. So anyway, they find out that the the space monster sea creatures will not drink your blood if it is above a certain blood alcohol content. They get everybody. They try and get everybody drunk to save the island because they're like they can only get around if it's wet, and so it's about to be a, a, a storm. And they're like, if we can just ride out the storm in the pub, everybody's drunk, they can't get eaten by the grabbers. And then you know, shit happens, obviously. So, but Lisa is the the guard from the mainland, and she has a really cute fake drunk laugh, in my opinion. Yeah. Like I gotta get. I mean, nobody else is really great at drunk. And it's kind of annoying, but she's her her little drunk laugh is very Mm -hmm. infectious. When she's drunk in the church and like calling (laughs) people out for not listening to him, it's fucking great. It's because it's like it's it's subtle enough, but she is also hammered. Yeah, but it's like she she got past the peak of being drunk in the bar. It's been like an hour or two, and she's kind of just at the Mm -hmm. sloppy error, but not falling all over yourself drunk, which is really how you have to play a drunk character, I think. To yeah. make a movie yeah. work. Yeah. I think that, like, this, I think that, honestly, and I liked this a lot. I thought that it was, like, pretty smart. And everything was, like, tied together nicely. And, like, they, you know, they crossed their T's and dotted their I's with having to do, like, the science behind it all. But, like, horror-wise, it was relatively tame. Like, oh, yeah. it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't, there was no real gore. I think you only know, you two look people at the... got eaten. Three people? Yeah. I mean, Is not this, yeah. many people. First, was this a three-way first-time watch? Did any of us see this before? Yeah, this shit is is so obscure, dude. (laughs) I only know about it because of the cover. Yeah, I was gonna say the the box art I distinctly remember, and I don't know why. I mean, it looks like every other box art that came from that year, so I don't know why it stuck out to you. (laughs) Uh, Are you sure? The the one? Are you talking about the one with? It looks kind of like cut out. paper oh, with the woman no, whose head I'm is coming off the one I'm thinking about the one that looked like the Tremors cover. There's, yeah. there's one that straight up looks uh, like it's a Tremors sequel. No, I'm looking, um, I'm talking about the one that looked like when they that DVD release of Alligator that you gave away during the live stream. It just <laughs> yeah. looks like a Walmart cover of like an oh, octopus movie. Sucks. They must have yeah. had that made by somebody on Fiverr for about 40 bucks before they yeah. exported it out of Ireland because the cool thing I love about all of, I mean, I don't know if it's all the, the the European countries, but a lot of European countries have like a film board that mm-hmm. pays for you to make movies. Love it. Yeah. Fucking Americans yeah. don't no, have like, that. No, the whole whenever I see that lottery come up or like whatever they you mm-hmm. know because sometimes it's a lottery, sometimes it's like totally government funded, and I'm just like I just swoon. And then sometimes it's a shit movie, and I'm like, you asshole! <laughs> Why'd you let them do this? Um, no, but this one, this one was, this one was pretty tight. Um, I th- there was the sprinkler gag is really great uh, when they're in the lab and uh, yes. they're gonna, they're just gonna light it on fire without considering that the sprinkler is gonna go off. It's just like simple shit like that that sort of like turns it on its head it was a lot of fun uh this dude looked like an irish jason sudeikis meets andy Serkis. he did he um, seriously did and i've seen the, him in oh, other that guy stuff is like, he's the bar owner right oh no, no the uh the lead guy the drunk oh, oh but the i'm bar sorry owner, yeah, yeah no the bar but owner. the bar owner i've seen in a bunch of other shit okay, too and i could right. not place him for the life of me. i love when he's drunk and he's like 
they're they're all just plat. Okay, so I know that I was criticizing. I was going along with Matt criticizing the the drunk acting. There is a really. I think that the best joke. There are two amazing jokes when they're all shit faced in the back room and the mail grabber is coming to the like he's outside and mm. they have this super soaker filled with petrol and they're like. The, the the first fucking amazing thing is that they they thought that this was gonna work and then they go outside they light it and they go outside and it just doesn't work and it's just like a completely worthless plan I love that oh that they light a candle and then run out into the rain to yeah. utilize yeah. it yeah like, fantastic it's like, I love that that's exactly a drunk idea right before that I think my favorite joke of the movie is the bar owner is like so drunk he's laying on the floor oh no I'm sorry it's the the scientist who's like so drunk he's laying on the floor and the bar owner has the super soaker filled with petrol and he's about to go outside he's like oh you like you know he's he's getting the 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 water pressure ready to to attack the grabber with it and the guy goes no don't be a hero (laughs) (laughs) fantastic he he was he was great i mean he was grain alcohol fucked up and it was just like it it was over the top but he was he was a he was a riot too i was googling grabbers dvd because i wanted to see what the different types of box art were Uh how far did you scroll well no (laughs) this was not too far that i was scrolling it was a bunch of the same box art and then i saw this box art and i couldn't understand why it was showing up for grabbers because it was the family favorites fun pack 10 movies for five dollars on amazon.com and i just want to read you grabbers did not make the cut. I still oh, don't know okay. why this was showing up on the the Google image search for grabbers, <laughs> but just a truly horrendous collection of 10 movies that I want to read off. I need this. A lot of John Goodman movies. Mm-hmm. King Ralph, Ooh. Cop and a Half, Ugh. The Wizard, Cloak and Dagger, Matinee, which is great. Oh, yeah. Sergeant Bilko, <laughs> Ghost Dad. Oh, <laughs> my no. God. No. Ed, the movie where Matt LeBlanc plays baseball with a monkey. Yeah, that's how my Patreon picks. <laughs> no. um, a yeah. simple, a simple yeah. wish and the borrowers, <laughs> just, just the worst that the '90s family film genre had to offer. And matinee, damn. <laughs> like, and matinee is the only connective tissue that I can think of where maybe it got tied up to the word grabbers somewhere in there. Uh, but yes. Or I mean, somebody thought borrowers was, they were called them little grabbers. Yeah, like, oh, those little grabbers. Those little grabbers. I do want to talk about one of the biggest strikes that I have on this movie is that while the creature design looks fantastic, the 2012 CGI at points do not work. And, like, a prime one that shows up to me is, like, there's the scene where the grabber jumps on the dude's face and it's like that scene would have been so much more enjoyable and funny to me if he was holding a physical mm-hmm. thing that yeah, he the was, Bruce you Campbell know, school of fighting yeah, the, imaginary things. Or even I'll take the much lower budgeted one of the Bella Lugosi budget of fighting an inanimate object. <laughs> oh, it would play so much better. It would yeah, play, just seeing him so run around funnier. with like a poorly CGI'd creature flopping all around him. I'm like, this could have been a ten. Like this moment could have mm-hmm. been like a great hilarious like horror comedy moment and i think it just falls flat on both horror and comedy because of the cgi yeah yeah it makes that uh, elapsed time feel a lot longer than yes. it actually is it's just yeah. like okay we and that's saw really the tentacles yeah that's kind of the big strike because like when they show the creature laying on the table and you know that that's not just like a cgi imported thing right. it looks fucking great 
Yeah. And it's it's like the age-old question from 10 years ago, which was like, you clearly made a practical thing for these scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Why, Why are you then you leaning it? so hard into the CGI for everything else? So silly. So silly. Yeah. I do know that at yeah, the end of this I was movie, wondering about that. <laughs> at the end of this movie, love wins. So I'm drinking <laughs> love wins between a crab and a turtle. It's the Nyanic Public House Pride IPA. Yeah, um, circle of life right there. I did have a fresh catch from Narragansett, which had a lobster on it in my fridge, but my beautiful fucking wife, Carly, drank it. <laughs> Just... Just I like I like getting really angry, but just calling her nice names while, yes. I, while I present. Yeah, that's it that's really. Uh, I think that we need to do the love that. of my life. <laughs> we, we all white dudes married to women need to mm-hmm. to to take a, a line from Kyle's book and just love your wife aggressively. Mm-hmm. Aggressively, yeah. aggressively, emotionally, to other people, aggressively, yes, not yeah, yeah. Present, presentationally to yes, other people. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, it's that's neither here nor there. But I, it, it was it was it was it was lovely. It was a lovely romantic um, romp on an Irish Isle. It was fun. I thought it was it was a fun movie. There were there were some lulls, and I think not lulls like laughing. Uh, lulls, L U L L S. Yes, L U. But uh, but that was a good, that was a fun pick because it was. I think I remember that movie coming out. I think maybe I read about it in a Fangoria or on Dread Central or something. You know what I mean? And like, but it was one of those movies that came out in that slew of like 2011 2012 2013 movies that i was just like i don't care about these (laughs) that was a good pick did you guys catch there's one thing that i thought that i was taking crazy pills when i heard it did you guys catch a little stinger that was more or less binary sunset like i swear Uh... in the end of the second act i'm pretty sure that Stinger was composer being like, I'm going to do Binary Sunset, but not get sued. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I have to go back and listen. I did I did not catch that, and I also it, don't it know was, what you're talking about. He, so, he played uh, Binary <laughs> Sunset. Oh, but, oh, that's good. Real quick, to before we sign off on this, not that I think that this got a big box office release, but we do have to draw attention to the fact <laughs> that this is one hell of a bomb here. Uh, this was made... For $5.3 million and pulled in a box office of $440,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Damn, Ireland, you bet mm. on the wrong seahorse. <laughs> Hello, everyone. We're superhero stuff you should know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance. We got action. Romance. We got comedy. We got everything you need, man. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance. What part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know. All right. So come on down to... Su- Wait, why did I say come on down? To superhero stuff you should know. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics.
Support for Horror Movie Night is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code HMNPODCAST at manscaped.com. If your math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. Well, guys, I don't know about you, but I got that performance package 4.0, and man, oh, man, it has been a game changer. I've had the lawnmower for a little bit, actually. Uh, they Manscaped sponsored another one of my podcasts, but I have been having nose hair issues for years, and that <laughs> weed whacker... Mm-hmm. took care of that real fast i will no, tell you dude i've got a schnoz like i do i do I got a schnoz. Uh, and this is the schnoz cast okay <laughs> like three of us i'm 30 so i don't have you know 60 70 year old man nose hair yet it's but it's starting soft. to curl it yep. starts to curl right at the nostril right mm-hmm, and it's noticeable it. mostly to me luckily so i'm like i want to take care of it early and this thing is is so good we gotta talk about the lawnmower a little bit because like between the three of us we do have six nuts not necessarily evenly (laughs) divided but like being able to get that clean shave with this thing they've never felt smoother on this end i can tell you that much i mean i can agree matt's balls have never felt (laughs) having tools at my disposal to make it faster easier and more aesthetically pleasing I'm not going to say no to it. A really great feature is that the lawnmower 4.0 specifically, it's waterproof and it has a 400K LED spotlight. So you can get that. I love the spotlight. I did not read the manual and know that it was waterproof. So I did not do it in the shower because I have never had a waterproof one. Dude, your bathroom floor will never look cleaner now. Like you can just go. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to have to clean twice. What we're promoting this month through Manscaped is the Performance Package 4.0 specifically because you get that Lawnmower 4.0, you get the Weed Whacker that we talked about, but then on top of that, you're also going to get your Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and your Crop Receiver Ball Toner that are going to change your approach to your hygiene routine, and then on top of that, they're going to throw you some boxers and a travel bag. That dop kit is sick. And I'll tell you what, the boxers, when I did the last sponsorship with Manscaped on the other show, they sent me a pair of boxers and they're great for like gym and running boxers. Yeah, they're kind of like halfway between like a regular boxer brief and like a compression brief. Use our promo code, get a discount. You're going to get 20% off your purchase and free shipping if you use HMN podcast when you go to manscaped.com. I'm going to repeat that, 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by using the promo code HMN podcast. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Mom, can you just let the viewers know that they can get 20% off with HMN podcast? Viewers, you can get 20% off with the code HMN podcast. Absolutely. Thank you Thank so you, much. Thank you, Mom. Mom. Let's talk double features. Scott. You're in the hot seat, buddy. What's what's your double feature for your pick? Grab it. I like start the term with... hot seat. It's so yeah, fun. Just, it's, your, your buns are burning. Your buns We're are burning, about... baby. I mean, it is 95 degrees outside. Not in the house, but it is 95 degrees outside today. So there is a hot seat to be had if I were to go sit on the uh, driveway. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, another much more famous and more entertaining horror comedy featuring Bruce Campbell from the Bruce Campbell School of Fighting Inanimate Objects, Evil Dead 2, because people get sprayed in the face with stuff, and people fight inanimate objects, 
and it's just definitely influenced by Evil Dead 2. All right. Kyle? I, I thought you were going to go, My Name is Bruce, which I've never seen. I just remember <laughs> I have being not advertised. seen either. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> the whole time I was watching it, I, I have two. Uh, the whole time I was watching it, I just kept wanting to watch the birds. I don't know if okay. it was just like the I like the the seaside thing and maybe the fact that the birds is probably a better movie. <laughs> probably. I love the I love that it's probably a better movie. Hey, my this book film is... that AFI has been like, oh, this is among one of the one hundred greatest films ever made. It, it might be comparable <laughs> to Grabbers. <laughs> Possibly. I was just getting vibes. That's all. I was just getting <laughs> vibes. But I think that I actually would want to pair it with Slither. A that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. A little more gooey, a little funnier. A lot more gooey. Um, a lot more gooey, truly. <laughs> like, very, very gooey. So I think I, I, I think Slither is my actual double feature. I genuinely can't remember if I already picked this for a double feature within the last, like, month. <laughs> so I apologize if I'm doubling down on the same movie in the same month. I'm going to get crazy. I'm going to pick... Uh, a mini series from the 90s, Uh-oh. Peter Benchley's The Beast, which oh, is about Matthew. a seaside, about a seaside <laughs> area getting decimated by a giant squid. So I remember mm-hmm. watching that on TV, and yeah, I'd have it was VHS dumb as hell. Yeah. Yeah. You have you the you what? have the book, right, Matt? Yeah. Okay. Great. So I want to make sure. Great cover, Scott. What did you watch that you just have to tell us about? I got something for you guys. But before we do that, I got a question for you, Kyle. This summer, I have been, well, let's just say the last week, I have been Mm -hmm. really jonesing for some late 80s, early 90s Clive Barker paperbacks. Now, does Mm -hmm. Horrifines, anybody listening, go check out Horrifines on Etsy. It's Kyle's shop. He's got a lot of cool shit. But if you do not have any Clive Barker from that time period, if you do find some Clive Barker this summer, Mm -hmm. please message yeah me. i'm gonna t- i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you right now because oh, he's checking currently oh <laughs> uh, currently we only have uh cabal in the shop so if you wanted to ever read remember. up on night Bre- what night what ended up becoming Nightbreed the film uh would be cabal. have you read it i don't i'm not read, read it, it or not. i have no. cabal's a pretty good one actually okay yeah. i think it's a no i think it's technically a novella is it a novella no uh, it's longer than it. it's, it's pro- longer i okay. mean it's probably a good three four hundred pages yeah so scott one last thing that i'll throw out there um one of my absolute favorite clive barker anything and it was kind of what got me into reading comics again for a really long time is a two book graphic novel series called great and secret show it's an adaptation of his book great and secret show the artwork is done by gabrielle rodriguez who did all of the artwork for the locking key comics and like just like the most fucking gorgeous artwork you'll ever see in a graphic novel that could get me to read great and secret show yeah (laughs) that was when clive barker wrote that i feel like it was when he and neil gaiman were both really going towards fantasy a bit more and like i know neil gaiman was never straight horror but i i guess i just feel like and it's funny because clive barker writing great and secret show which became a comic book neil gaiman writing comic books then writing neverwhere which is a book um it's kind yeah. of like inverse but it's um, it's a weird I, thing but yeah it's it's a good i mean the artwork alone like I couldn't tell you too much about the story. I read it 15 years ago, but the images in that book have not like left my brain is like mm-hmm. probably still it's probably the number one reason why I still say Gabriel Rodriguez is my favorite 
artist is mm-hmm. just because that book and locking key like the images pop up in my brain is just being so vivid and memorable i thank you so much for the suggestion because i will 100 percent find a copy of that that i'll find a you know like a a collection yeah, i think i got both of, of them on amazon for like 300 or three dollars used like each book okay you know I mean? like, that's <laughs> definitely in my budget i like the sound of that there was a comic a four-part series in 1995 when marvel was like oh shit i don't know if it was image comics getting popular or if it was dc vertigo just dominating adult comic like that that older more mature comic scene in the um late 80s early early to mid 90s it was written by warren ellis and it's druid which is dr druid who is in the same kind of marvel pantheon as dr strange he would definitely have Mm. been in dr strange comics in the 70s and 80s and the whole point of it is that dr druid is a washed up superhero and he makes a pact with the the three-faced goddess um uh like irish like the celtic goddess then goes on this like murder spree for four se- for four issues it's just like it was a 19 it was in the summer of 95 it was just like a, a, just a four-part miniseries and then lucifer comes and like tells him to fucking chill out and then he gets murdered um at the very end and it's a great great series one of my all-time favorite miniseries that marvel has ever done that is very similar to what matt is talking about where the art has stuck in my craw for what are we at 20 some years 26 years yeah. 27 years um and the art was by leonardo manco and i do not i had to look it up i have no idea what else that guy did but it was just so like grungy 1995 ultimate 1995 alt comic book art highly recommend um the reason i mentioned that was to relate to my what did we watch from well uh, jose and i need to i need to close this out real quick okay guys you've been listening to clive and comic cast the the (laughs) podcast within a podcast and now we return you to your regularly scheduled horror movie night podcast scott tell us about your what did i I love it so so i am absolutely in love with the boys season three oh my god yes I was talking to Mario, and you know, longtime listeners know Mario. He's my best friend from growing up, and and we text every single day. I talk to him probably as much, if not more, than my horror movie night hosts, co-hosts, um, coasts. I'm gonna call you guys coasts. Um, okay, my it. coasters. I told him today. I was like, dude, I hate myself because every Friday night when we get in bed, like no matter how late it is, if it's like 11 p.m. midnight, I still stay up and I watch the boys. And then it makes the week drag until yeah. next Friday night when I can watch the next episode of the boys. I think the, uh, I, at, as of the recording of this, I'm only on episode five. It is just, it's just amazing TV. And it's, I, I don't, I have not been this anxious for another episode of a serialized TV show this bad since mandalorian like season one of mandalorian (laughs) this is this is a really good season um the you know to promote another geekscape podcast but binge town has been doing their weekly episode reviews and uh they they said it so beautifully when they were doing their episode one review where they just said 
You know, in the first like five, ten minutes of this episode, I was like, this just doesn't feel like the boys that I know. Uh, and then right at the ten minute mark, it felt like the boys that I know. <laughs> It's very quickly. I feel like every season has to have one incredibly fucked up gore scene, and then everything else is just a goopy cherry on top. Kyle, I'm assuming with Hunter, you haven't had a chance to to sit down and and, and take in the boys. So, what have you been watching lately? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 TV viewing has taken a backseat, but I do manage to throw in a VHS tape that. I bought while I was with Good Company down for the live stream. I bought uh, one of the four VHS movies that I got was a another focus on the family's film called No More Bats. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so if anybody's familiar with the Buttercream Gang and how I went off on that, I was expecting something of a similar suit. Uh, this is actually a fine, like, finely made movie. It's not, like, it, it obviously has its tone-deaf Christian undertones, overtones. It's not as abhorrent as fucking Buttercream Gang, but it's about um, a a group of kids, elementary-slash-middle-school kids, who cut through this man's yard named Pete, I think. His name's Pete. He's a black man who lives in a fucking shack uh, behind a big mansion that was built on the property next to him. So it's just already sort of leaning into... um, uh, how uh, uncomfortable ick a little bit <laughs> yeah dude big time uh and, but these kids love cutting through his yard he always gives them high fives on the pathway to school and you know he's a very cheery old black man who also looks like he shouldn't have been in 1990 maybe it's more like the 60s but that's the point that they're trying to make anyway it's all about how these kids how they like fence off the pathway and these kids are like well why can't we see him anymore and it's because this big real estate like mogul is trying to like you know flush him out so he can build on his land and and then they get taught about uh civil rights briefly and then the kids go out and pick it and all this stuff and it's like you know it's a feel good like these kids are trying to stand up for something that they have no idea what they're up against but they turn the hearts of the town slash the real estate mogul and blah, blah, blah. But I will say that the most tone-deaf thing of this whole movie is that it's 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 Christian Mormon and they're trying to present nice, beautiful, equal, equal values. And, like, even though they don't do it well the whole movie, they at least, like, present it. Until the end when they turn the real estate mogul and he, now he's all for it. And, like, he loves his own son who's part of this, you know, protesting situation. But then they turn on a fire hose and they all celebrate in the water of the fire hose. And I'm just like, you can't do this whole civil rights thing and then have kids dancing in the water of a high-pressure water hose. <laughs> it's called No More Baths because they take a bath strike, and that is the final straw. So they pick it. It doesn't work. They do this other thing. It doesn't work. They take a, a bath strike, and I guess it works. And then that's why they spray the hose because they're finally going to take a big old bath together. But it's just like, like that was just the worst thing they could have done shit. at the end. That is, yeah, that's a um, little just yeah. a teensy bit toned up. But I'm sitting there bummed because it's not as offensive on my eyes as Buttercream Gang <laughs> and in my soul as Buttercream Gang until the very last moment. But that's what I ended up watching uh, recently. <laughs> All right. And I will 
uh, turn this little conversation into a slight promotion. I want to talk about a movie. I messaged you guys in the group about it probably two or three weeks ago. It's a documentary. I don't know if it's still on Hulu by the time this episode drops, uh, which is 7852 Alfred Hitchcock's shower scene, which is an incredible documentary, uh, especially if you care about editing. It The name of the documentary essentially comes from the length of the scene, which is 78 seconds, and the amount of cuts in those 78 seconds, which is 52 cuts. And like breaking down like frame by frame what those represent, how that scene kind of changed cinema forever because it was like such a shocking, appalling thing. And it it is a really interesting deep dive. There's this beautiful segment of the movie where they just have a group of editors all sitting on a couch watching the scene together and like pointing out like these random moments but i love it because elijah wood's there too like it's all of these editors and just elijah wood hanging out and this week as you're listening to this episode we'll be gearing up to be at san diego comic-con uh at booth 3919 you can come by and get some horror movie night shirts or some of our convention trading cards uh so we've got a nice deck of trading cards on the way it's going to be a blast it's so exciting to be back at comic-con after three years gonna go get some dinner with the fright school boys but that was grabbers from 2012 as picked by scott we will be back next week with even more horror movie night Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know. All right, so come on down to, wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.